I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Let me paint the picture for you in this exact moment. I am sitting in my underwear in the sunshine. April is actually wearing a nice bathing suit. We're both wearing awesome visors like Golden Girls because we are Golden Girls. She's actually drinking out of a cup that is Sophia from Golden Girls as we speak. And we are laying in the sun recording this intro because it's a beautiful day and she has a cold. And while she tested negative for COVID, we're still being cautious. So here you have it. Still recording. Safety first, Amy. Yes, I'm say third. Safety first. I go with first. Third. Really? Who says safety third? Like skydivers and shit. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what the first two things are. Uh, fun. Uh, jump out of that fucking plane. Oh, really? Skills. I don't know. Safety, though. Yeah, so we're being safe. And uh, we actually recorded this episode today all on Zoom, all online, where April and I were in our own respective houses. And so we're pretty sure the audio is going to be great. Uh, We don't know yet because we have not listened. And generally, we are always together. And I just want to give a disclaimer. I did drink cough syrup for the first time (laughs) because I have had a cough and I did not want to be disruptive on the show. So, But I haven't drank cough syrup in so long that it was really interesting. It's a very... I'm sorry, it's a cough syrup. It is. The acetaminophen or something, I was like... Yeah. I felt like I was I felt like I was skydiving. <laughs> That's exactly what skydiving feels like. Well, that woo, yeah, the woo sound, that makes sense. And our guest was awesome, is awesome, She's Alex. Really cool. Also known as Go Ask Alex. Alex, well, you heard already a little bit in the bio. Well, no, well, you're about you will. to. Sorry, you will. You have not yet. You're about to because April will be reading it. And Alex dives deeper into their story, to her story about her journey from being a adult performer and midway through her career, essentially, while she already had some issues with what was undiagnosed, uh, she actually is now someone with a disability, and you'll hear more about what that is and how that's affected her life. And she continues to do adult films. So she shares more about what that's like, too, in the transition. So we're speaking to sex, porn, disability, I dating. also want to say happy Pride. Happy Pride! Because it is... Tomorrow, well, we are recording this on May 31st, 2022, and tomorrow is the first day of celebrating LGBTQIA+. Woo! Nailed it. There are a few more letters that are associated with that that keep joining, which is beautiful. I just looked it up the other day because I always like to refresh myself about what the plus and more, and that's always evolving, and we want to give our shout-out and love to everyone that celebrates and is an ally or is just part of this beautiful month to celebrate all the folks around the world or in the U.S., wherever it is. We, we were asking if this was yeah, a national 
more of a national thing, but there's different cities. Like San Diego celebrates in July, right? right. Like some okay. places, San Francisco's June, so everywhere is different. But yes, I think it's more like a, 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 a someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's more of a U.S. thing. But it's a Pride Month to create awareness yeah. and just celebrate. Yeah, celebrate, create awareness, learn. We actually have a beautiful moment in this podcast where we talk about um, pronouns and have a moment where we're like, oh, hmm, let's have a conversation about this. So at any rate, that will be, you will listen, you will learn. And the episode is actually really insightful, entertaining, interesting, like such an interesting perspective from Alex and how she has come to own her sexuality and her body with this kind of more like new found I'd say but like even though it's been something that's been hanging out as a uh, internal problem in her body um, it's now something she's owned she's accepted she's found self-love so it's a lot about that too it's like talking about all these different aspects from sex and porn and disability to also how to love yourself in a bigger better way and a lot of people have body image stuff disabilities and, or not so anyways very, she's cool yeah. she's a badass like, I kind of want to hang out with her she's well spoken and she's Canadian and she's Canadian oh we won't do any accents though she did her own Canadian accent. Okay, so we're not responsible for that. Well, she just spoke as she was herself. But then later she really went into the Canadian. Yes, she did. <laughs> she gave us a little bit of that taste. A taste. Of the deep Canadian. Canadian. All right, are you ready for a language. taste of a sex question? I am. Here we go. I'm a vulva owner who has been married to my husband for 18 years. We have a super passionate sex life. We recently started to try pegging, and I could use some advice. I'm having a hard time because I'm so short. I can't seem to keep up the position for a very long time, and I can't get a good rhythm going, and I don't really have that stamina yet. He hasn't been able to ejaculate from pegging yet because it gets too uncomfortable, and then we usually end up doing something else. Any tips for this short girl trying to enter the world of pegging? So first, let's tell everyone what pegging is. Pegging, P-E-G-G-I-N-G. Did I do it right? <laughs> yes, I think you April's is spelling spelled me queen. it correctly. Thank you. Pegging is generally speaking when a vulva-owning individual is topping or penetrating a penis-owning individual anally with a strap-on harness with a dildo. And that is what I, my guess is what this person is speaking to. And that would make sense. That height could be an issue. I, I didn't even think about that. I've only ventured down the field of experiential field of pegging. So is this person bent over and then she's... So we don't know the answer because okay. I was going to say. So we usually when people think of someone screwing someone from behind, you think of like a doggy style thing, right? Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about the prostate, it's closer to the belly button. So that if your dildo is curved up and you're doing doggy style, you're actually, it's the wrong angle. Mm. Right? Like everyone's different, but if you're using dildo, I mean dildos, uh, the prostates are, are generally speaking, I'm pretty sure almost always on the anterior wall. So like closer to your belly and belly button as opposed to the other side of the wall, the uh, rectum. And same thing with G-spot. Right. So you want the dildo or penis to be curved in that direction. So if we're doing a doggy style position, it would probably hit it, but it, it's not like the ideal position to hit it. Now, a more ideal position to hit it, just like a G spot, right, is a little more missionary, 
a little more you're laying down. So I, I'm, here we go. Example, I'm fucking April. We're doing pegging because, you know, I want to fuck Who's pegging ass. who? I'm pegging April. Oh. Uh, and she's laying down. <laughs> I got my nice old harness on. I love spare parts, by the way. If you haven't checked out spare parts, you should try out their harnesses. They're amazing. Oh, and guess what? We have them at PeerPleasureShop.com. I particularly love the jock harness, but if you want the underwear style, the tomboy or the Sasha are super cozy. They are and the Sasha's best. Sasha's really They're sexy. the best harnesses on the market, though. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They're amazing. They're machine washable. And you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. Support my mom. Hey, mom. I'm pretty sure my mom likes harnesses, by the way, by spare parts. Anyways, enough about my mom. So, missionary, you're laying down. Maybe your legs are, like, bent towards your body. I'm I'm a penis owner. No, no, no. In this situation? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Because we're talking about the prostate here. Yes. So you have a cock. <laughs> April has a cock now. And I have a dildo on. I don't have a cock, but I have a... a double-ended dildo? Are you wearing... I'm just trying to set the I scene could. I could. Get I context. could have a fuel dough. I could have the share vibe. So one. you're just having a double-ended dildo in, and you're penetrating me missionary style. You're, you're on with, a, with a spare parts harness. Okay. And oh. you might... Okay. And you're on your back. And you might have either your legs up, like with your feet flat, or maybe they're even up almost in like a happy baby kind of position, like a yoga thing. Or maybe your like legs are relaxed. Uh, but I think you need to have your legs propped up a little bit, or maybe all the way up, like that more like a right angle vertical where, you're, where your feet are by my head. Uh, whatever's more comfortable for you. And in this position, my dildo is now curved up to meet your prostate, but I'm penetrating you anally. With a lot of lube, uber lube, everyone, uber lube. And in this position, so when we're talking about height, I don't know how much height applies here, right? Like if I, so I'd be on my knees, you're on your back, so you're flat on the surface and I'm penetrating you and I'm on my knees and like, you know, and, and then I put a pillow under you if I need to position you up more, uh, which usually is the case. Actually, you need to prop the ass up more to get to the spot. So and that's when like liberator wedges come into play. But generally speaking, I'm pretty sure that if you're on your knees, height likely wouldn't be the thing. It's more when you're standing that height becomes a problem. Well, here's what I think. I don't know what this person, what they are speaking to, if they've ever tried that positioning. When I have ever thought about pegging or how it works in my brain, I've always thought about me as myself wearing something and the person that I would be pegging would be in the doggy style position. So maybe this is the perfect advice Everyone thinks about anal. They always think doggy style and it's actually kind of the worst way to start a doggy style. So that could be the advice though that's like nailing it right there. Nailed it. Just nailed it. And it's not, and even that it just applies to all anal sex. Like doggy style is very deeply penetrating. I rarely position. do anal sex via doggy style positioning. I, Sometimes when I'm, I like when it, I'm but it's not my preferred. Super warmed up, like I'm, I can go there. But if I'm not and I need like the slower penetration, it's missionary, some form of me on top of them or them facing me. But like, all right, it, and it that just goes with the curvature of the body. So yes, uh, so I don't know if we answer your question because I have no idea how tall you are. But I think that if you're on your knees and your partner is laying flat with their legs up or not, and you put pillows under them or not to make it the right angle, you will be able to hit the prostate 
say and the part about them not ejaculating from pegging also just so you know it's a lot right like ejaculation might not happen and sometimes or oftentimes with pegging they also require some of other stimulation on their cock or balls or something at the same time to hit the orgasm peak and that's one thing that i wanted to address maybe the prostate doesn't have to be the goal at this point maybe you can explore just what it is and from there you can explore how to tap into your husband's body and see when or if and explore the prostate in other ways with your fingers to find out kind of the location and then you can learn when you have the strap on on your body how to access that so more exploration is always encouraged for sure and if you go to our website and you just look up the word pegging or prostate you will find multiple episodes on this topic um, and not all of them might be about pegging if it's about prostates but pegging's in that conversation so Absolutely. go check it out and learn more and all right are you ready for a bio bio time go ask alex 2020's xbiz cam award for best inked model and 2021's x XBiz Best Cam Model is an on-screen performer and sex educator with the distinction of being the industry's first ever Ostimate. And I'm going to say Ostimate and Ostimate or Ostimate. Since receiving a life-changing surgery in 2019, while she launched her adult career in 2014 as a web cam model and online companion, she has since taken the opportunity to use her high-profile platform to advocate for disabled and underrepresented bodies in adult media. To learn more, visit GoAskAlex.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time. And today we are here with Alex, also known as Go Ask Alex. And this is an interesting one because April and I are not side by side. And I'm already feeling withdrawals. I'm like, where's where's my chip? But I can see her on the screen. Are you jealous um, of our background studio right now? Because it's she, so kick-ass. Yeah, but my background has an Uber Lube bottle on it. Yeah, so. it does. And there's some really pretty flowers. And also, like, my whole decor you picked out. So it's essentially And it's a house. little crooked. One of those is a little crooked. Ah, I'm going to have fuck. to come over and fix it. All right, it. I got to go. Podcast pause. <laughs> going to go fix. Just kidding. <laughs> For all of you listening, we think this will be on YouTube. We are starting to put most of our recordings on YouTube if you want to see the actual video of it. And this might be an interesting way to see the video. So I can't promise it will be on YouTube, but I think so. Alex is an awesome, wonderful human being here and has an incredible life story to share with you that includes working in the adult porn performer educator industry, as well as a personal life story. Did I ever say personal, personal and professional life story and continues to be a really important person in the field of being a performer and sex education. So you already heard a little bit in the bio about Alex, but Alex, can you please tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? And this can be both your personal world and your professional world, whatever it goes. And then we'll do tangents and all kinds of stories after that. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you for um, the lovely intro. You've really gassed me up and now I'm <laughs> definitely going to disappoint because I'm, I'm not all that, um, but I will tell you a little bit about, I guess, how I got to where I am now. So currently I'm an adult entertainer. I make porn. I have an OnlyFans. I sell videos, that kind of thing, take nudes. And I've actually been doing that sort of work for 
I want to say about eight years, 2014, which makes me feel really old when I put it like that. But I started by doing live webcam shows uh, and exploring that part of the industry being a webcam model. And then slowly over the years, I've progressed to a point where now I make videos, I take photos, and I engage one-on-one with fans online. So I've really done a lot of different types of sex work, basically everything except for stripping because I can't dance at all. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone says it's not about your ability to dance, but like they haven't seen me try and dance. But I've basically done a little bit of everything. And honestly, I couldn't really imagine doing anything else at this point. Yeah, I just love it. I love what I do. And we love what you do too. I'm learning more about you as well, which you are quite fascinating. And as Amy said, a badass in not only the film industry, but we want to talk about your journey in the adult film industry, as well as cam modeling, if you want, before, during, and after your surgery. You had a surgery, which we'd love to discuss with you. And now you're living with a disability. So can you fill our listeners in and, and also myself in about this journey? Yeah. Well, I was diagnosed at the age of 10 with a type of inflammatory bowel disease. It's an autoimmune condition called ulcerative colitis. For those who aren't familiar with it, it's really similar to Crohn's disease. So it's a pretty aggressive disease that attacks your uh, intestinal tract. Like for me, it was my colon specifically. And I was sick all the way back from early childhood and infancy, but around the age of 10 was when we sort of started to realize, oh, something is really not normal here. Uh, And then that was the beginning of many years in and out of the hospital and on all different kinds of um, really powerful medications, drugs that were really, really bad for my body, Mm. and obviously a lot of emotional and mental stress that came with that as well. So that that was my whole life. That was before I did sex work. Uh, that For me, I've been sick for more of my life than I haven't been. So it's a pretty big part of my identity. But in 2019, it reached a point where I just couldn't live anymore with how sick I was. And the only course of action left was a major surgery called a total abdominal colectomy, which is fancy terminology to essentially mean that I was disemboweled surgically uh, and I now have a permanent medical device uh, instead of a colon. So that's that's my life. It's been a pretty drastic change, which I'm sure you can imagine. Um, my life kind of did a full 180, but somehow I found a way to make it work with sex work and uh, in my life and with my lifestyle and not only make it work, but also thrive. Can you talk about that a little bit? Just how did this change your, or shift your sexuality? Because that's really incredible. Number one, that you're still able to perform (laughs) and, uh, please, I'm like, I would love to hear more. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, probably as a lot of young people, young women, I experienced, a lot of insecurity growing up and some issues with self-confidence. And regardless of whether or not you have a disability, I think that's something that everyone struggles with. But for me, I always had a lot of resentment towards my body, um, towards the way that I look, towards my illness. But when I went through this major transition, it was almost like I was able to let some of that go because my body had worked so hard to keep me alive and try and make me healthy. And after everything that I went through in the hospital, it was just like, 
I couldn't resent my body anymore. I was just so grateful for what my body was doing behind the scenes when I wasn't aware of what it was doing at all. So there, I guess there's a level of gratitude uh, and acceptance that came as a result of the surgery in a weird way, uh, but also I'm really stubborn. So when <laughs> the expectation is, oh, you're, you know, you're going to be insecure, you're not going to continue doing your work. I love nothing more than to prove people wrong. Like if someone says, no, I, you know, I can't believe you're doing that. That's so gross. You know, you shouldn't be getting naked with your body like that. That's the surefire way to get me naked more often <laughs> and, and louder. So I, I guess part of why I do what I do is just spite. <laughs> Love in that. A way. Yeah. I think that, yeah. So it's like you got a little rebel in you that has learned. Maybe the rebel's always been in there, but also it's like, hmm, yeah. So you tell me I can't do this thing. Oh, I can do this thing. And what a, a powerful journey to be on to see the, the challenges as also like a blessing in a way, or, or also see the strengths that are on the other side or, or surrounding the challenges, right? Like there's this experience that you have gone through for many years and now your life is different than it was. But I mean, all of our lives are different, but yours is very different than it was or what you maybe imagined for yourself. And yet you're able to still see like, wow, my body is fucking powerful yeah. and amazing. So a question about, and this relates to sex in general, mm -hmm. both in porn or in, you know, in the performer world and sex with partners how has this changed? You know, now you wear, have a device in your body at yeah. all times. You've worked, uh, we'll talk more about the body image stuff and how you work through that because I think that'd be valuable for people to listen to. But how has that shifted? Cause you went from you. So it sounds like you were, you were already a performer yeah. before this surgery. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 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 What, is, what yeah. does that look like? Well, I, I went through a really big breakup, I guess, just a few months before my surgery. So I kind of went through all of this suddenly on my own. And so there was a lot of fear associated with someone seeing me naked for the first time and what that would be like. And because there's no real sex education in the hospital when I'm surrounding these kinds of yeah. surgery, there's not, there's no, yeah, nothing available. No one to coach you on this. I just felt like the best idea for me would be to take matters into my own hands. So I wanted to just go out there and have sex as soon as possible to just get it out of the way. So I couldn't worry about it. So I, I texted someone who I was pretty sure wouldn't say no. I'd never had, I'd never slept with them before, but I thought, you know, this person, from what I know of them, they probably won't say no if I ask for sex. And he safe. Didn't, and he didn't yeah. say no. Yeah, he was safe. I didn't feel like I was going to be rejected. And um, we hooked up. And of course, it wasn't particularly memorable sex, but it. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it was shameless great. sex though. It was That's great what, for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. It was good. <laughs> it, it, was, it served a purpose for me because it was like I had gotten the first one out of the way and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. So for me, the solution was almost just putting myself out there as soon as possible. And same with the internet. I took a nude photo of myself and I put it on Twitter to my to 25 or 30,000 followers. And I just said, this is what I look like now. You know, I'm strong and I survived this surgery and here's my naked body. And I mean, the outpouring of love was just undescribable. So like so many people uh, that I knew or that I didn't knew strangers were giving me all this love and support and really putting myself out there like that was a huge part of being able to be confident. And then in my, in my personal relationships as well, just approaching it as when someone first met me, I'd say, hi, I'm Alex, you know, this is the disability that I have. I'd lay it out 
on the table so there was nothing to hide and there was no shame uh, because that's, that's just such a such an important I don't know what I'm trying to say but I just I would have to put it all out there and that gave me almost no opportunity to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Touching on that for a second. So you also have this courageous sense of self, which I can see and bearing witness to that it's it's admirable. And some folks might not be there yet. They might not know how to get there. And so if they have had maybe not this surgery, but they have something that with their own bodies that they're uncomfortable with. And, and I don't know their sex can happen in so many ways, right? We don't Mm -hmm. know what exactly could be happening. What do you think could help move people forward? Is it just not giving a fuck and being like, here it is and putting it all out there? Or do you think it's sort of doing a lot of self-love work and and positive affirmations until you just kind of say, I'm me, this is me. I want to have pleasure too. Do you have any tips for folks out there? Because this is so important and so many people are walking around with things and I know they're not comfortable in their own bodies and whether it's from surgeries or um, something that happened at birth. So I would, I would love to hear uh, from you what you think about that. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot, lots of questions. So I'm going to try and no, no, you're great. I have ADHD. So I'm like, I will. So does April. Okay. Okay. I was like, yeah, I relate to what's going on here. So I'll start a sentence really strong in one direction and then it weaves off and then it kind of pitters out and I'm, what was I even trying to say over here I don't know so just say with me. I just did that to you so if you <laughs> okay. yes we could we could uh, keep it focused yeah now and I'm now like, there's, there's come... a squirrel over there somewhere a squirrel and then you're like oh well, a squirrel okay April like okay what what was your question hold on let me get back there <laughs> okay so yeah I think that um I mean for me from an early age I've done lots and lots of therapy I am mentally ill, physically ill. So I've done lots of therapy, lots of journaling. I've done uh, lots of dialectical behavioral therapy specifically has been really helpful for me. And there's lots of great resources for that. Like on YouTube, Marsha Linehan has tons of videos that are super helpful, but you know, aside from going to therapy, cause that's not something that is accessible to everyone financially or otherwise. Uh, one of the things that, that at least that I see is that a lot of people think you know that they have to love themselves and that's the achievement that's what you're working towards and that's you know that may be true but it doesn't happen overnight I think that for me it was really important to focus on rather than loving myself because I couldn't fake love for myself where I didn't have it it was focusing on just accepting myself so yes learning to love myself but just accepting myself one of my affirmations is I accept myself and I'm learning to love myself because I think it Mm. is really a process and there is no way to just love yourself overnight and just feel confident and just feel, um, you know, totally grounded in your body and proud and yeah, confident, like I said. So I think that focusing on just acceptance uh, and just small milestones for me helped me to be really successful with that. If that sort of answers the question, I think I kind of maybe went in a different direction. But no, you d- no. answered it. And also if there's folks out there that that you are vulnerable with, and I'm speaking you as the proverbial, all of us, right? That doesn't accept you for who you are. They're rejecting you or they're maybe saying something that isn't nice. I think that whole like, 
kind of the double fuck you that you kind of said in the beginning, mm -hmm. like, really, you don't, you don't think, I think that is another approach does it have to be hateful. I just think that more love for each other is the best route to take. And the acceptance is bigger than love a lot of times. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so, the love for each other is, and empathy is important. So be spiteful and yeah, love be yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be your inner, inner rebel. Like, well, yeah. fuck you all. I'm going to love myself anyways. And actually I, I was just writing this. So April and I read in a book and I was actually saying something about this that is not directly for me. I, it may be from Emily Nagowski from come as you are or somewhere or maybe someone else. It's about body image though. And about this whole thing of like, you have to really fully love yourself before you can love someone else is a huge ask. Like it's a mm -hmm. really big ask to be like, okay, I love every part of me. You know, like, and yeah. like you said, not it's overnight. It's not realistic and definitely not overnight. And we may live our whole lives not liking certain parts of ourselves, but you know, how can we accept ourselves as we are in this mm -hmm. moment or as a whole and, and maybe learn to love certain parts yes. or like certain parts or something. And, and just accept, I, yeah. just yeah. accept where you're at and be okay with that. Well, um, where you're at is where you're at, right? That's yeah. now, right? And like, like mindfulness is a big part of that, right? Not mm -hmm. thinking about, oh, things will be better next year when, you know, when my hair is grown out or when I'm finished school or when I get that tattoo, it's like, I am just maybe not stoked with where I'm at right now, but I accept and I'm okay with being where I'm at. And that's, mm -hmm. I think that's honestly the most helpful thing, at least that, for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, it, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And April and I are big preachers of mindfulness. Our listeners are like, stop talking about meditation. But, <laughs> oh no, but, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Talk about it because it's really, it's really important. And just, you know, there's a difference between like, we so we can accept where we're at right now. Like right now fucking sucks balls mm -hmm. or just, it's just terrible. Whatever. Sure I don't does. like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Right. Maybe right now. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. like, I don't like right now, but right now is happening. Mm -hmm. show I can fight it or I can work to shift right now, which some people would choose to disappear, disassociate, mm -hmm. escape, mm -hmm. um, you know, a more beneficial route. Sometimes you need to do that. So yeah, or it's not that, even a decision you make. It just, yeah, it just happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, and a more beneficial long-term route is to actually work on those, those pieces and those parts of ourselves. But I guess like what I'm hearing you say is the ultimate goal is not to like, just come into this point of like, I'm perfect. You know, I, mm -hmm. and anyway, it's, but it's to find these, these tools and these ways to just accept you as you are knowing that you're going to change every day. Anyways, like where mm -hmm. you are today is going to be different in a mm -hmm. year anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. Yeah. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. 
Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> I'm curious about the dating world. Because you said about disclosing your disability to mm-hmm. future partners. I mean, this is even the dating world where people are like, should I tell them that I have yeah. adult children? You know, I'm, I'm 45 right. and I have yeah. two kids who are in their twenties, but like, I mean, we're now we're talking about disability, mm-hmm. you know, is this something that you would put on your, your profile if you were on Tinder or Bumble, mm-hmm. or do you wait to like, you know, the first date or and, and advice for people who might be experiencing something similar? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the first thing that's really important to know with that is that not everybody can wait until the first date or not everybody like like some people have invisible disabilities some people have disabilities that are very visible or they use mobility devices so not everybody really has that option or I guess it's in some ways a privilege to like for lack of a better word hide their disability if they want to I don't have nobody needs to know that I have a disability if I don't want to walk around telling people you know it's hidden under my clothes but not everybody has that option if they want it so I think that's not something that I can really understand or relate to but I do think it's important to mention when talking about you know whether or not you're going to disclose your disability because some people just don't have a choice there they have to disclose it because it's you know the first thing you see about them or the first thing that some people might see if they encounter them or notice but for me Yeah, I typically like to just put it out there. It helps me to weed out people who, I mean, in a way it helps me weed out people who maybe wouldn't be accepting of who I am, which is great, weed them out. In another way, I think 
it actually helps me to find people who are really in line with what I want. Maybe I'll find someone else who also has an ileostomy or someone who has a different disability uh, or someone who, whatever else it might be that I'm sharing, uh, I think that it, that's an opportunity to connect over something. And also that's part of my confidence. So for me, after surgery, being able to go to like an event or a party pre-pandemic, obviously. And when people ask, you know, who are you? What do you do for work? What's your life about? And I'm able to say, oh, I'm a sex worker with a disability. Like immediately I feel so confident and strong and good about myself having to say that rather than trying to hide who I am, my disability, my work. Those are, you know, those are huge parts of my identity for me. And it doesn't feel good to hide that or lie about it. So yeah, for me, just coming right out of the gate with this is who I am, this is what I do. That's part of, I think, what gives me confidence in my life today. Mm -hmm. So in in terms of your career, do you think that the roles you're offered are those different? The roles you take on are those different? Did your career change in any sense before and after the surgery? So before the surgery, I was primarily doing live streaming. So webcam modeling and then post-surgery, I've sort of um, shifted away from that for a few reasons. Like my energy levels are different and, uh, you know, I get really arthritic pain if I'm sitting for too long and that Mm. kind of fun stuff. Mm. Um, But I don't work with a lot of large production companies. I would love to, but it has been difficult to find some production companies who will work with me. Like I found directors who would love to work with me, performers who would love to work with me, uh, but actually finding a production company to work with has been challenging. And I think that is because of the disability and the nature of my disability uh, and their concerns about how that would come across to mm-hmm. The people who consume that media. So that's a bummer, but it is something that I'm a bummer, but, but that is something <laughs> that is something that I'm, you know, still working towards. And I really want to find companies that I can work with. And there are some really, some really great ones. I just filmed like an edu porn for a company called Afterglow. And it's a solo video, but that is sort of a marriage of like sex education and explicit content. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So working with like smaller indie companies is definitely my jam. But for now, most of what I'm doing is just me and maybe another performer, maybe someone helps film us, but generally all performers. I have my own lights. I have my own camera. I have my own microphone. And then I edit it myself. Earlier, you were talking about your amazing editor. And I was just thinking like, I wish I had an editor or just uh, someone to film it, someone to edit it, someone to market it. Like that's a lot of work. It's all me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're doing all of it. I do every portion of my work. Um, that's why, yeah. At the end we'll say, I find how people can work with you and support, but that's why you support, you support the performers people. We're not going to you porn and stealing their content there. We're going and supporting them because look, this person is doing all of this work on their own. It's wild. You know, you, you like the proverbial, anyone, will choose to be self-employed because they want to work less and guarantee you will work so much more. You work 24 hours a day when you're self-employed. You just like, you don't, you know, people don't think of that, but yeah. Oh yeah. No, I find myself messaging people at like 8 PM on a Saturday. I'm like, Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that other people don't work on weekends. Like I were doing, and you know, I edited our podcast for the first four years. Oh, by the way, today's our fifth year anniversary, (gasps) by the way. When yeah, we're recording we just, this, when we're yeah, recording this, the yes. day we're recording this, not the yes. day it's released. So it's a week later, but it's our five. 
five year Shameless Sex release anniversary. Wow. Uh, so, so special. Yeah. yeah where Yay. I and have a you know, editing in garage band up until like less than a year ago. So, <laughs> so anyone who's listening now, if you judge all our, our previous episodes, just know that um I, like Alex, was working my ass off over there. And so was <laughs> April in her own way in the social media world and in her then, own way. Yeah, well, <laughs> she, I have she, a full time <laughs> job that like takes up way oh too much God. of my time how? so how do you do that yeah i thought so, that was like shots fired like no oh, i've always been the skipper like which every captain needs a skipper or yes. first mate and amy was always the captain and, and i was comfortable with that in the beginning because i'm like <laughs> i'm like if you need a full-time person i don't have enough hours in the day and yeah. she's always been really accepting of that and we that's why we jive but yes it's well, when she did. said that wasn't a bad comment that she made but no. in my own way i did as much as i could and now i yeah. i am able to give a little bit more but i still do have that full-time job so yeah. and Amy, when yeah, we started it, it still does it, it, to the ship yeah we didn't, we didn't start for to be a business though it was a passion project it was literally mm-hmm. like this sounds fun you know like april's going through a divorce i'm going through heartache it was never to be as big as it is so and this is such a cool thing because we love this it's our favorite thing that we're doing both of us and we started Yay. with you know i would be i call myself a tech nerd like i'm i'm not like that i mean i'm tech savvy but like april's actually a little more tech i'm probably savvy. more tech savvy <laughs> than she is yeah. and she was like i want to learn this i was like you i love like, so to I learn i love doing that i love like watching the youtube videos and how to edit a podcast and do all the stuff and so but it was never you know perfect because I don't have like all of the equipment and that's why we finally got an editor and April was more you know managing the social media aspects and I'm not trying to downplay her at all we just have a really wonderful dynamic that works really well together but that's I just amazing want, yeah and just want to give praise for the people who like we all you know for the first four years other than well we brought in our social media manager maybe mm-hmm. two years in but like we did everything mm-hmm. and we still do so much and you're doing everything over there and i have a non-related question to this yes please (laughs) this is not even on our question roster i'm curious if when you said like certain companies might not want to work with you because they're worried about what people will think or Mm -hmm. um has anyone like tried to fetishize your disability and has like what's that experience like yeah that's something that i have experienced that i mean negative comments or trolls or people fetishizing you is something that happens on the internet, regardless of whether or not you're disabled. Any person is going to receive those kinds of comments if they're putting themselves out there in the internet. Often, you know, even if they're not a sex worker, people are going to get all kinds of Instagram DMs or what have you. So it is something that I already was used to you know, being put in situations I'm uncomfortable or receiving messages that don't make me feel good. That's not new for me, but I have, you know, had some people try to fetishize my disability. And for me, that's just not something that I'm interested in at all. Like the way that I see it is there's not enough representation of disabled people or really any diversity in mainstream porn. And the like the only time you do see someone who is disabled is when it is fetishized. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I really want is to see more representation that's not just a fetishization or like a, uh, what is it called? What am I trying to say? Like the butt of a joke. I think that, you know, disabled people, people with disabilities are often either the butt of the joke or fetishized. And it's like, it's not in line with what I'm trying to do here. If a person wants to fetishize themselves and that's what makes them feel good, power to them, hell yeah. But it shouldn't be the only 
option for people. And currently that's sort of what it seems like or what it has seemed like in mainstream pornography and even in just mainstream media in general, TV, movies, anything like that. It's very, I guess, white, it's very whitewashed. It's thin, white, cis women. Symmetrical, and everything. Symmetrical, is- everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Able-bodied, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, cisgendered, a lot of heterosexual and even like homosexual content like girl girl boy girl or like transgendered performers like that's so fetishized as well and it's always like the butt of the joke or the focus and it's not just like oh yes there's two people having sex and one of them's non-binary or Mm -hmm. one of them has a disability or one of them happens to be black and it's not the focus of the whole thing is like oh my god look there's a black person and a white person and like isn't this crazy they're together like who could imagine and then it gets Uh, its own category all of a sudden exactly and that just i think like fetishizes things in a harmful way and just perpetuates a stigma um, and racism or ableism, et cetera. So yeah, it's not really in line with what I'm trying to do, but if you're a person who has a disability and you want to have it fetishized for money or otherwise, power to you. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like Uberlube. Uberlube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. Uberlube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go-to, Uberlube. Uberlube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating, we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show. I have a question as well, because I obviously work with a sex toy manufacturer and we strive to provide products 
for all bodies, all bodies on the planet. And obviously that's really difficult. There are so many different folks mm-hmm. out there. Do you find that with your body and what what's available out there for sex toys, if you use them, because I don't know if you do, do you feel represented? And if not, I want to April help thing, I got you, you be <laughs> fucking represented and folks that have similar things, because I'm just wondering about how we can just help more people have pleasure, no matter what their experience is and what their, you know, what their body, what their flesh and blood, what they have been given. And that is my, that's my goal too. So yeah. let me know yeah, if you yeah. have one that you, yeah. definitely. Well, no, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm not shy at all talking about sex toys. I definitely used sex toys. I mean, the bottom, like my, my bed has drawer, four drawers under it. And like, I'm just dreading when my mom is going to come stay with me. Cause I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's like, I get barrels full. I mean, there are so like from like eight years of making digital content. I don't, oh my God, I have so many, but for, with my disability, I don't think that there are, you know, necessarily any barriers for me with sex toys, but I know that like in terms of having arthritis or I have something called, uh, why well, I have fibromyalgia and I have something called facet disease in my spine. So I just, mm. I'm losing the mobility in my spine and it's, it's just quite painful to mm. exist or do anything. Um, those sex wedges, I think liberator, liberator. some of them. Yeah. yeah those mm. are fabulous. I have one of those with a little slit in it that the Hitachi can go in mm-hmm. uh, or different toys can go in, but that's great. And like the liberator blanket as well for people Ooh, the, um, fascinator. Yeah, the fascinator i have too we all have, yeah, yeah. Like everything, yeah basically everything you're talking about like we have those at our house too. yeah exactly <laughs> um i don't know if you're familiar with uh someone named andrew gerza who yeah uh, he's been a, on our yeah. show yes. yeah okay great oh i didn't see i didn't hear that one or see that yeah. one so i'm gonna have to listen but yeah i know that uh andrew has the, the i think it's called the bump it it's like a Sex. I forgot he was he was making his own product. Yeah, right? it's probably okay. out now. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. I forgot it's, about um, that. it's like a hands-free product where you can. I, I believe you can insert a toy into it or attach it, so it's accessible for people regardless of their mobility. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it, it looks really really cool. Uh, and so I would definitely urge people to check that out. And yeah. I would definitely suggest you check that out and see if you can do partnerships or anything because that's very cool. And then also curved product like the enjoy pure wand mm-hmm. um that's ergonomic so it's going to be a lot easier for people who have maybe mobility issues or i mean i don't know about you but i've definitely been in a situation where my wrist starts to hurt <laughs> if i'm like going to town yeah. for a little while so like can having... you get something a little longer please exactly yeah <laughs> yeah someone actually sent me yeah. like um oh gosh what what is it called i'll have to send you the name of it but someone sent me a toy that's like that but like way longer like the the thing is like this long and then you attach the toy in the end. So you oh. can, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Interesting. April and I, we go to all these sex story conventions. So we see all these stories, yeah, but I, yeah. I have not seen that one yet. And everything you name, going to shout out to my mom. Since you're like, I hope my mom doesn't open up my drawer. <laughs> my mom and I saw sex stories together. We had a sex oh, shop amazing. for 12 years oh my and, gosh. A- and that's how April got her start in the sex toy industry. And we sold the brick and mortar before the shelter in place thing happened. Thank you. The that's sweet amazing. baby Jesus. And now we're just online at purepleasureshop.com and you can get all these things the fascinator the liberator wedges the magic wand the, the enjoy, enjoy wand yeah yes. pure wand all of those things oh also the, the curve from hot octopus with a k is another nice curve toy at purepleasureshop.com with coupon code shameless sex you get 15 percent off Ooh. also 
I'm so inclined to look into what Andrew Gerza, me too. Gerza, right? He created because I remember him saying that he that was like something in, in process. And I remember when we worked at Pure Pleasure in the brick and mortar store, you know, we sold like a thigh harness. So mm-hmm. it was a harness that goes in your mm-hmm. thigh, you put a dildo on yeah. it so that if you don't have the ability to move your hips, yeah, you know, you could either fuck someone with your legs or they could fuck your leg. Yeah. Um, and or there's even spare parts at one point made a hand harness. Uh-huh. Um, there's chin harness all these different things yeah. available but it's really cool to see when companies like wait or andrew Gers on his own mission or like hot octopus who actually does uh-huh. their research and, and wants to create like really study all bodies and of course we can't cover all of them but like that's important because everyone's so different in, in how yeah i will say um quick note i'm not totally sure but i I think Andrew Gerza might use they them pronouns, but I, oh, okay. I maybe I'll I'll like I'll double maybe double check because okay. I'm not sure if, know. if Andrew okay. uses he him or they them. I I feel okay. like I recall um, seeing they, something them. about they them oh, so, about yes, like using those pronouns, but yeah, maybe double check on that one. Um, so the, yeah, Andrew Gerza, uh, sorry about that, and we have been corrected, <laughs> and I respect your they I them pronouns. Wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So yeah. all good. No, Andrew's all good. gonna be like, yeah. "What are you talking about, Alex?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one thing. Since we're talking about Andrew Gerza mm-hmm. and Andrew, when he was when they were on our show, well, we're gonna have to add it. No, habits die hard. And this yes. is good practice because it's a good, it's a good model for learning and and respecting people's pronouns, even though we don't have the final answer, and that we're gonna fuck up. And all we can do is correct ourselves again. Yes, and, just and again. you are can't be perfect. You just need to focus yeah. on accepting where you're at and doing your best. Yeah. So. I drank some cough syrup. Okay, I'm gonna blame that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or 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 you're just not perfect, Chip. Okay. Yeah. I'm not perfect. <laughs> so when they were on our show, they told us that because of the nature of some folks and their disabilities and their abilities to leave the house, and they recommended hiring a sex worker. And I thought that was a genius suggestion. And I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, but I would love to talk about that aspect. Even if you have no experience with hiring a sex worker that's out there. And I think it'd be great to just touch on that a little bit from, uh, and even from Amy's perspective, but yours as well, Alex, if you have anything you want to share. Oh yeah. I think that's fabulous, fabulous advice. Hiring an sex worker, there are also companies that I guess market the idea of, I'm not really sure how to describe it, but sex surrogacy, which some people say is the same as a sex worker escort. Others, but there's like a training, there's like a training that they are undergoing that's different. Yes, absolutely. I mean, a lot of sex workers uh, who I know who are full service do work with many disabled clients, uh, clients with disabilities. And I mean, they wouldn't necessarily work for a sex surrogacy company, but that is a focus of what they're doing a lot of the time is is providing that like compassionate touch. And also a lot of sex work, full service or otherwise, is just talking to people, um, is just providing the human connection. A yeah. very small amount of sex work is often even sex, right? Um, so I think that even even just being able to hire someone to come and hold you or touch you, if that if that's something that you don't get in your day to day life uh, because of a disability or otherwise, I think that's very valuable. It's just not always accessible because it's not always affordable or um, in your area too, depending on area. where you live. Yeah. All of the, yeah. But there's, there's the website, I think it's cuddlist.com where you mm-hmm. can hire people to just cuddle you. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, you know, that's all that it is. And, and people, 
people like you know, we need oxytocin you know mm-hmm. i can touch myself but like my body will still crave to have you know touch from um some outside entity and you know mm-hmm. i can snuggle my dog but like i still want april to hug me and i mm-hmm. still want to have sex with a partner or have a partner kiss my whole body or whatever or, or just hold me actually mm-hmm. Honestly, I just want to be held all the time. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate whether um, it's just been a long time, you know, shelter in place, lack of access, uh, where you live, finances. um, And also just sometimes it's hard for for people to find partners. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've met plenty of people where that's a challenge and they're not even people who identify as having a disability. I don't think we can legally hear say where you can find sex workers. That's, I think it's called pandering, but (laughs) my partner is a criminal defense attorney told me that, but, but, um, surrogacy (laughs) is a, either a legal or gray area where there Mm -hmm. is, and I don't know the exact website, but if you go online and look up sexual surrogacy, there is an official website for surrogacy. uh, Yeah. I think there's sensual solutions is maybe one that's here in Canada, but I mean, I'm sure there's so, so, so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, they're available. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. They're out there, and it's. I really thought I heard service. a Canadian accent. I know you tell. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love a Canadian. All of them. All of you in Canada listening, love you each and every one of you. And I'm all not even joking. I love you so much. <laughs> it's a little cold there sometimes, but we Drake, love you, Drake. If you're listening, yeah, one of my favorite Canadians. I'm sorry. Uh huh. Oh, and that. <laughs> yeah. Remember, oh, remember after, after you, you oh, sorry. Alex. Yeah, after Alex, you, Alex first, Drake second. Oh, and then remember when we went to Vancouver and they put blank kids on our laps oh that was so sweet it was so cool though <laughs> all right anyways um alex how can people find you support your work uh, you know go and like all the things that you are offering or have offered in the past how can they give you their precious dollars to support your work or work with you what are the modalities that you offer yeah what's what's on the table well people just have to walk outside and find a carrier pigeon and <laughs> just turn around three times and send it up into the air uh, oh my god that's that. the best that's yeah. the best response we've ever had to that question <laughs> like you can't I'm not online at all. Uh, no, uh, my website is just goaskalex.com and you can find everything through there. But uh, my OnlyFans, for those who want to see my spicier content, is onlyfans.com slash goaskalex. That's G-O-A-S-K-A-L-E-X. I have to like, write it with my finger. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on Twitter, Instagram, um, I'm goaskalex online because somebody already has the handle go ask Alex and they haven't been active in many years, but I can't get the account. So ah, son of a monkey. Uh, great, that's a great <laughs> handle though. Go yeah. ask Alex. We yes. talked about Jefferson airplane and yeah, we were like, go ask Alex. Well, and you know why earlier I thought it was Alice is before we were recording there was, or maybe still is a website called ask Alice. That was a sex ed thing that I used to look oh. at when I was like 17 to ask sex ed questions. I don't know if it still exists, but that's, I'm just realizing that's what my, what my brain did so, but this is alex everyone whom we are talking to <laughs> so yes you're yeah. awesome and we'll have all the links in the show notes too so you can go ahead and look in the notes and click from there get your canadian on oh yeah oh yeah oh, come oh, yeah. on for a rip up to canada oh. <laughs> see some geese go to timmy's <laughs> <laughs> they have that coffee too what is it called it's at timmy's is that timmy's tim hortons tim hortons yeah hortons. timmy hortons yeah timmy I've spent oh my goodness! Actually, I have to tell you, a friend of mine gave me a uh, a bunch of her old lingerie because she's moving back to the UK, and I wash it and then I take it to the shelter where I volunteer. But there's this one 
costume. It's like a Tim Hortons slutty costume. And it just says on the, on the brim of the hat, Timmy's hoe. And, <laughs> and like, I just, I'm like, it's old and dirty and kind of like ratty. And I just also, I think that saying ho is something that, you know, we're not doing so much anymore as well. So there's a lot of reasons why I don't want to wear it. But at the same time, I'm like, this is I, a I masterpiece. think you could wear it. Yeah, it's a I masterpiece. Think, <laughs> I think a hoe is, it could be a garden tool and it's an effective <laughs> garden tool. As or, well, or it could be an empowered hug, be like, I'm a fucking ho. And yeah. it, I people love like it. Santa, he still says ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Cancel Santa 2022. Um, but no, I think it's more so to do with it being traditionally a word that was used by black yeah. sex workers, mm-hmm. I, if I'm oh. if I am correctly remembering it. And so that's like the appropriation of it by mm-hmm. white sex mm-hmm. workers. And yeah, that's what I know about the word ho, but. Yeah, we're, we're learning. We're learning. Every day. Make, I seriously, we're learning all the time. When we started this podcast, we were still saying female bodied and male bodied. And then we're mm-hmm. like, oh, snapper. We now we say vulva owner and penis owner. And some people get frustrated. I mean, I call my mom a dude all the time because I just don't relate dude to being a specific. I'm like, yo, dude, to my mom, to sometimes I call my dog. Because April's a 16 year old yeah. frat boy, basically. I am. <laughs> I'm like, yo, dude. And I can't help myself. So I try not to. And I grew up saying you guys for everything. It was like, yeah. it was, oh, I'm yeah. from Wisconsin. So it's always you guys. And I sometimes I do it and I don't even, it's, it's ingrained it's, deep in there. Yeah. And I uh, by no means am ever trying to offend anyone. I want to have everyone feel comfortable and feel like they can be themselves. And I can hopefully, if I, called you a hoe i never did but tim ho timmy hoes that's so yeah. cute to me for some reason <laughs> and I, I will say also that the, wow this is not like a pride episode this is coming out in pride month so i just think that it's a good topic to just remind ourselves that while we might not be able to get it perfect to be allies and supporters of other humans where they stand is that we have room to you know fuck up they let us know you know this is this is actually didn't work for me this is what how i want to be referred to or identified or what's important to me. And then we try again, you know, mm-hmm. we listen. And uh, if, as some folks who are more privileged than others or have more abled bodies than others, or, you know, all we can do is to really try to, to listen and have compassion and respect people for being who they are because we're all different from each other. I had one other thing I wanted to ask you about. I think it was about hoes, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> something, something about hoes. But anyways, okay. Again, remind us one more time, uh, your website again, yes. and then it'll all be in the show notes. But one more time. It's goaskalex.com and uh, across all platforms, OnlyFans and elsewhere, I'm goaskalex, except for Twitter and Instagram where I'm Goss Alex online. Thank you. So you are much. just a beautiful human inside and outside. And mm-hmm. I am really fortunate that we had this time with you. And I know all of our listeners will appreciate it too. And that rhymed not intentionally, wow. but sometimes <laughs> I come on with it. Uh, to all of our listeners out there, if you could just take a moment of your day, it takes probably less than 10 seconds go on itunes and spotify you can now rate us on spotify and give that's us five stars for. that's yes. what the, yes yeah. we've got multiple lists so give us five stars because that helps people find folks out there doing incredible work like alex and it will also show us how much love you have for us because we absolutely adore each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart and i know amy's heart as well so five stars it's simple and you can just leave us an emoji if you don't have enough bandwidth or time to give us a long raving review but we appreciate 
all of those. Go check out Alex and all of her work. And from here, I have to say farewell, fare thee well, or see you next Tuesday. Cause that's what I usually say when I'm not high on cough syrup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for being part of the shameless sex revolution. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.